So I'm an idiot. What happened? Let me, let, me, let me start with this. So I'm sitting in here in my little office area here doing the show with you guys. I got my yep. TV on. I got it on SportsCenter right now. I've seen these highlights 200 times by now. So I'm trying to change the channel. been trying to change it all morning. I can't quite get it. And the room's a little messy. So I'm thinking You're things are blocked. Everything. Mo- yeah, like the sensor, right. <laughs> moving things around. Well, maybe yeah. this picture's in the way. Maybe that box is in the way. Um, there's no batteries in the remote. There you go. So that that's how smart I am. That it's what what, is it, what time is it right now? It is nine fifty eight. I've been in this room since five thirty this morning, and I just figured out right now that the batteries are out of the remote control. Amazon that's how smart of a guy Amazon is literally saying, "Let's just stop following him." I don't want you guys to spend any more time trying to research what he's doing and, and everything that's going on. Leave this one alone. <laughs> this, this dummy's too stupid to even look and see if there's batteries in the remote. Here's the better. I, I know who took them out, but why? Look, there's one battery. Who takes one battery or who doesn't leave it open so you can see that anyway i'm a it's my fault you didn't like That's it when actually, i ripped your taco guy away did you that that hit home that a little close to home didn't it well in the beginning it was this is a stupid idea which i still <laughs> kind of agree you don't need 50 different taco people but Speak at the same yourself. time the moment you said well you don't get a taco guy all of a sudden now i'm trying to negotiate with funches i'm trying to emily hey uh, if you get an extra taco let me know if i can have it so everything changed let me just put it to you this way. And Emily and Funches, you guys need to listen carefully. If I catch you letting Sliwa in on your taco your guys, taco guys your gone. taco guys are gone. Right? <laughs> this is this is how this works. That the only way we're gonna learn is if the punishment what kind of is a dictatorship is this. <laughs> it's a taco tatorship. <laughs> it's uh it's my party. Funches gave me the billion dollars in crypto. I can make it. I'm not, I'm not only that, I now have hired, I've now decided to hire security guys to make sure that no one's taco guy is serving other people. I, I've gone in my pocket for a few extra hundred grand, and now I've got a security guy. I'm going to have basically, I'm going to have him dressed party, up. You know what like, your party's turning it to? You know what it's turning it to? That you're forcing people to clap for you when the party starts. <laughs> Like Mr. Burns when he that comes everyone out. Everyone is scared excellent. as hell while they're eating their tacos. This is not turning into a, a party. This is my taco guy. There are many others like it, but this one is mine. That's what we're all going to say right before we start having our dinner. That's how, that's how it's going to go. I like it. It feels good. All right. Travis and Slip is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Dodgers, Astros tonight. They got their number Oof. one guy. Walker Bueller mm-hmm. going for the Dodgers tonight. Lance McCullers Jr. is going for the Astros. He's having a good season as well. Astros are having a really good season. Astros have the best record in the American League. Um, they are they are one of the teams that I would not be surprised at all if represents the American League in the in in the World Series. Sure. And the Dodgers have unfinished business, Al. Right? We know that the Dodgers went into Houston last year. That was the Joe Kelly face. We know that the Astros came out to L.A. to play the Dodgers, and those games went the way that they went. No one has gotten their pound of flesh yet. No one's gotten to bang on a trash can or call these guys cheaters or bums or disrespecting and defrauding Major League Baseball. So Dodger fans are going to want a piece of these guys. And I get it. I get it. And it makes perfect sense to me. What I hope and what I think is that the Dodger players have kind of decided, all right, we got to settle whatever scores we needed to settle last year. Let's go out and play baseball. Let's win these games. That's the only thing that matters today, not making sure that Carlos Correa wears one. So I, I think this is these next two games are more for the fans. You know, there are times where um, 
you think that the players will be and – and I get it. Dodger players are going to be obviously extra motivated. First of all, you're playing a really good team. Second of all, you're chasing the San Francisco Giants. You have plenty of motivation to begin with. But I feel like tonight and tomorrow is more for the fans. The fans want to express their frustration. The fans don't feel – that they have got that opportunity yet to boo an Astros team and an organization that not only cheated them at a World Series, but never really felt like there was any remorse for it. And Major League Baseball didn't do anything. So it's the only thing you could do. It's not like um, it's not like Rob Manfred decided that uh, let, let's take down that they don't get that uh, World Series trophy. It's not like he decided these players are suspended for a year. None of that ever happened. So this right. is the only thing that you can do. And that's the most unfortunate part. When it's all said and done, Trav, still nothing got done. So even if the Dodgers and the fans go out and boot, n- nothing got done. Right. So I, I but I, the one thing that I will say, and I kind of caution, this is the caution that I'm talking about. Dodgers got to win games. That's the most important thing right now. If you want to shut up the Houston Astros and you want to get back at the Houston Astros, you got to win games. The the separation between the Dodgers and the Astros is not much. I want to say it's half a game or something along mm-hmm. those lines. You're not just fighting to try to catch the San Francisco Giants. You're also fighting. You want to have a better record than the Houston Astros when it's all said and done. There are a lot of things that you're fighting for over this next two months, so that can't get lost in the shuffle. Let the Dodger fans take care of this. Let, let, let the people that are going out to the game tonight unload. And, and I mean that in the boo the you-know-what out of these guys. Scream sure. and yell and call them cheaters. Call them whatever you want. But the Dodger players need to not get caught up in this. They need to go out there and win tonight and then go out there with Max Scherzer tomorrow. And by the way, Max Scherzer's got plenty of history with these guys as well. So he can certainly feel the, the animosity that's going on between these two teams. But what you don't want is to get involved in something that's on the field, whether it's it's throwing at each other, whether it's sliding hard in the bases that are it's a little cheap, that's a little unnecessary, that's a little late, that's a little high, all of those things that can start beef, skip it. Do it later. Because to, because the last thing you want is to engage these Astros guy on a, on, on a personal level. Just go out there and kick their ass. Just go out there and win the game because they're good. The last thing they need to do is come in here with a little bit something extra or get woken up the way that sometimes that happens when a fight takes place, when beanballs start getting thrown. All of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, watch this. Plus there's the retaliation factor. Do not get involved with that. Win the game. Let Walker Bueller go with seven innings, strike out his eight or nine guys, give up a run or two, and walk off that field tonight at around 10, 10, 10, 30, or whatever it is with game one of this series in your back pocket. The, The the score settling needs to be done some other time. Not tonight, not tomorrow. Dodgers are three and a half games back of the Giants. Giants keep winning, okay? And they're four games back in the loss column. Last week, what was the story? The story was about Max Scherzer and Trey Turner coming to the Dodgers. The the conversation is no longer about, um, well, you know, what's this one card? If you're in a one-game playoff, who do you prefer? No, the conversation is supposed to be, you have to go win the NL West, and these games matter. Each one of these games the rest of the way. By the way, the way we're talking about this game with the Astros, and I know there's a lot of um, – there's probably people driving around who are going to be at this Astros game tonight sure. saying, yeah, it sounds good, guys. I'm going to go ahead and let out all my emotions, and we get that, and you, you should if you're a Dodger fan. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, Trav, the best thing you could do to quiet the noise or to get back at somebody is freaking win. You have Walker Bueller tonight – and by the way, tomorrow, 
the debut of Max Scherzer Can't in a Los wait. Angeles Dodgers uniform. Walk away two and zero in these two games because you know you said something I mentioned. You taught you know when you do your updates in the morning, um, the Giants are they're not going to fold because we've no. been talking about the Giants folding for three months and they still haven't done it. So what makes no. you think they are going to fold? You got to go get them if you're the Dodgers. You can't wait for them to fall back. Here, here's the other thing to keep your eye on tonight: the ninth inning. Let, 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 let's say the Dodgers have a five to four lead going into the ninth inning, right? Bullpen gate, California love playing. Here comes Kenley Jansen. How you feeling about that? How you feeling when he walks out to that mound? Because here, here's what's happened. Kenley Jansen coming out of the all-star break has pitched poorly almost every time he's taken the ball. He had one pretty good outing against the Colorado Rockies where he did, but he did walk a guy in that inning. And since then, it's been really, really average or worse. We know that he kicked the two against the Giants. That looked bad. We saw him pitch against Arizona, the worst team in the league. After not pitching for the better part of a week, Al, I think that's important because, oh, you can't pitch Kenley two games in a row. You know, he's, he's, yep. he's not that guy. Okay, fine. Well, you just gave him a week's worth of rest, and he still and he loaded guys, the bases. And yeah. he still gave up hits. Mm-hmm. So, what do, I mean, are we talking about you can use this guy in exactly the right time where he needs two days off or one and a half days off? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Because – I saw Blake trying and go right through everybody again a couple of times since the break. We cannot continue because, look, like you said, three and a half games is not nothing. If you have a great week and the Giants have an average week, you probably pick up a game. If you have a great week and the Giants have a great week, you go nowhere. That three and a half isn't insurmountable by any stretch. I still expect the Dodgers to win this division. But you got to do some work. You got to win some games, and this is the only part of this team that I think is still in flux. Who pitches that ninth inning? Because last year, when the you know what hit the fan, it was Urias who came in and closed the door at the end. He ain't going to be there. He's in the rotation right now. You're not putting him back in the eighth and ninth inning roles. So who is it? If it's not trying, and now who is it? It's not Jansen. Now who is it? That to me is the one baseball piece of this that they didn't. Everything else is A+. plus. Literally, every, the, your rotation yep. is back to A+. Plus. Yep. Your offensive lineup is back to A+. Plus. Everything else is in pretty good shape. Your defense needs to get a little better. I think it will when you get all your guys back in the regular spots. You need to defend the running game a little bit better, especially against the Padres, if the Padres get in. But really, the only part you're looking at going, eh, is that ninth inning. I don't have an answer. By the way, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm going to assume that he's going to put Kenley back out there because that's what he's done. Right, so how many it, times can he do it though? Al? Well, let's say he Trav, the bit I, tonight. I, he's already done it too much, mm-hmm. hasn't he? I mean, I think a yeah. lot of people. You, you you keep saying this, and you've said this for the last couple of weeks. How do you feel when it's a two-one game and Kenley comes in in the ninth? We every per, there isn't a person in LA who doesn't have an answer, and everybody has the same answer. You feel nervous. You feel uneasy. You feel that's that's the word you usually describe when when I say when Walker Bueller takes the mound. How do you feel? Let's you go. feel. Yeah, what, who's Let's playing go. tomorrow? Yeah. Who's starting tomorrow? That's how you typically feel. So I don't have an answer to that, and I think that's going to be one of the more fascinating storylines the rest of the way this year. And, and, what and here, does Dave Roberts do in those predicaments, in those situations, before we get to the postseason? Let me throw this one in there, too. There, There's not a ton of time to audition other guys if no. you're going to go in another direction, right? If you're going to decide that Blake Trinan is your guy. Or let's look, Joe Kelly's done this before and done it pretty well. A little bit wild and, and, and walk some guys, and that's not something you're looking for in tight ninth inning situations. But you're talking about a guy that throws 100. You're talking about a guy that gets a ton of swing and miss. So maybe he's an option, too. But 
we can't go through the entire month of August and I think Kenley's going to be okay and then get to the second week of September and go, okay, this doesn't work at all, and then try to figure it out on the fly. I mean, I guess you can try it at that point, but we saw it last year where all of a sudden the Dodgers just very clearly said, no more of this. I don't know why anybody thought that it was going to be different this year because pitching in May and June is not the same as pitching in October. It's just different. And the same guy that couldn't pitch in October last year, you're telling me that guy's going to pitch this year in October? I'm not seeing it. What's the answer? And let's start trying him out. All right, I, I got a question. Would you be surprised or shocked if tonight the game is 3-2, to two, ninth inning, and they put Blake Trinan in? Would I be shocked? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would be if well, I, I would be shocked and delighted. Can I be both? Of course <laughs> you can. Of course can, you can. Can I be both of those things? Because that's what it would be. If it's because shocking in that they haven't made the announcement. Because it, let me back up. Do a they bit. have to announce you, it? You're making me that that scenario is so exciting to me. I can't even talk anymore because what you're basically talking about is they just did make the if if they do that. They haven't played a tight game in a while, right? That they they haven't that, that Arizona game was a weird one, but whatever. It's Arizona. They stink. They haven't played a good team in a tight game since that San Francisco. We haven't seen Kenley in that situation since then. If in that moment they decide give me Blake Trinan, that that's it. That's it for Kenley. You can't really go back at that point. I would love it. I would love to see it. I think that Dave is going to try to 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 walk that tightrope a few more times before he pulls that uh, decision. It's interesting because your reaction is, can I be excited? It's like, well, of course you can be excited. And I think a lot of Dodger fans would feel more comfortable to try something different, to say, hey, game's on the line. Let's put it in Blake Trinan's hands. And if you are still feel that that's not something that Dave Roberts would do, and he's, by the way, he's gave no indication that he would do that. But I, I bring that up because if that's that much of a shock, then that's probably not something that we're going to see. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll see it tonight. I can I can cross my fingers, though, because that would be awesome. All right, calling all LAFC fans. We're giving away tickets to see LAFC versus Sporting KC. That's tomorrow night, Bank of California Stadium. And here's how you can win. Call in right now, 877-710-ESPN. Caller number four and caller number nine wins a four-pack of tickets. Again, 877-710-ESPN. More of your phone calls, too, coming up on the Lakers. We can talk about the Dodgers ninth inning. We can talk about... What your expectations are for the Dodger fans tonight against the Astros, I think it's going to be wild. But here's a better question, Slee. What in the world do you do with Dennis Schroeder now? That's coming up. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So if my uh, private party is taco guys for everybody up in Lake Tahoe, Eric Steven has an idea of your party, Slee. You ready? Yeah. Slee's party would have every guest gets their own private 1998 purple and gold mercury sable. And all you can eat turkey bar with just salt and pepper condiments and a special performance where Eldon Campbell plays Sedell three one on one. And so no music. We're just gonna have Sedale and Eldon go one on one for your live Did entertainment. Steven I like see that. my it's a good invitation. Party. Huh? Did he see my invitation? <laughs> 
this SOB got a hands got his hands on my uh, invitation. Well, here's the thing. I don't think yeah. you need to be a crypto billionaire to throw that party. You just need like a hundred bucks. I think you can get all those things done. Multiple Mercury Sables. Get Eldon and Sedale to come over, play one on one in your driveway. I think, I think you can get this done. Sixty bucks max. <laughs> okay, we got a little breaking news here. Hit me. All right, so Woj is reporting. Yeah, Woj needs a second source. I don't know if I could fully. Yeah, use what does Woj know? Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> Woj must be talking to the wrong people. Um, Andre Drummond has agreed to a one-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. So basically, Dwight Howard and Andre Drummond just swapped. They switched places here. And uh, Dwight Howard would be the backup center for the Lakers. Andre Drummond joining Joel Embiid, who if it's pretty funny. Look on Twitter. Joel Embiid, I didn't know, ran his mouth so many different times about Andre Drummond. Drummond's going to join the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Good. Hopefully that that blows up. That'll give us some interesting things to talk about on any given day. Look, give me Dwight over Drummond. I get that Drummond is probably a a better player at this point in their careers, but Dwight fits what the Lakers are doing far better than what Andre Drummond was a nice try. Andre Drummond was a good idea that didn't work out, right? Buyout market guy, go get him. Doesn't cost you a lot. Throw him in there, see what he gives. But it was pretty inconsistent. It was a lot of one night was really good, and then you'd go two or three nights where he was a total non-factor. Give me Dwight. I, I don't I don't feel like, you know, his time with the Lakers, I never felt. And you're right. He had some games where statistically he was okay. He never really felt his presence. During that championship run, there were games where you felt Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard sure. was the difference of a game. Dwight Howard was an agitator. Dwight Howard was getting under the skin of another team. Whatever the case is, you felt Dwight. So – I'm okay with that, and I, I think if you know, if you asked Anthony Davis, who would you prefer to have next to you when needed or to play, take some of those center minutes? I think you'd probably get Dwight Howard. So, breaking news is powered by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons. Yeah, Anthony Davis would probably say that. I would say that, and I just it just feel look, fit matters. The, the very same reason I don't like the Russell Westbrook trade is why I do like Dwight coming back. They're both stars. They're both probably going to wind up in the Hall of Fame. Russell Westbrook is a deadlock cinch. I think that Dwight's a deadlock cinch for the Hall of Fame too. Yep. But it's fit. Do Is what you do what I need? And the answer for Dwight is definitively yes. What Dwight does is what the Lakers need. What Russ does doesn't feel like what the Lakers need. Maybe there's some redundancies in there that will be beneficial. Maybe there's some other things that will happen along the way. But I like that for fit reasons, the same reason I don't like it for Russell Westbrook, fit. I think in the NBA, it's all about getting stars. I think the Lakers obviously got a star with Russell Westbrook. I think the fit makes more sense now about, like you were saying, right? Who's going to shoot the ball? Okay, you got Wayne Ellington. You went out and got Kent Bazemore. Okay, who's going to play some 3 and D? Do you have other veterans that could come in? So Lakers are trying to now fit the pieces around their superstars. Mark Stein just tweeted something out, so something to keep in mind here, okay? Available, unrestricted free agents. DeMar DeRozan's still on that list. Ding. Carmelo Anthony's still on that list. Meh. Patty Mills. Ding. Danny Green. Ding. Andre Iguodala. Ding. And let me point out this one. Dennis Schroeder. Hmm. <laughs> is that enough? Is that a pig? <laughs> what is that? What was that? That was the buzzer. <laughs> Is that better? I thought that was your peacock. <laughs> no, peacock's oh. different. 
I I, I will say right there. I will say this: the Dennis Schroeder piece. Trav, if you'd have told me 24 hours ago, and, and maybe maybe this isn't a complete shock, the money is dried up. So yeah. where where Dennis Schroeder thought four years, 84 million dollars was not enough for him, How that he wanted you? to test out, he How wanted to test out the market. Me. Do you remember that, by the way? Do you remember yeah. um, maybe about a month ago? Who was it that said it was on a German podcast? He was yeah. looking between a hundred to a hundred and twenty million dollars. That's the value that Dennis Schroeder thought he was going to get in the market. Kyle Lowry signed. Chris Paul signed. Lonzo Ball went to the Chicago Bulls. Some other players went. The Knicks used their cap space. The money has completely dried up. So when when we were having this conversation a couple days ago, can the Lakers do a sign-and-trade with Dennis Schroeder? And there was a lot of conversation was, no, they can't. Because why is Dennis Schroeder going to go help the Los Angeles Lakers? Talk about leverage completely shifting. Now Dennis Schroeder is probably looking at the Lakers and saying, hey, if I can find a destination, a team that wants me and wants to pay me some money, can we work on a, some type of a sign-and-trade deal? I would be such a bad general manager. You know why? Because you'd be bitter and not Yes, help. yes. I you would don't have be to the be. Most, I would be the most vindictive, mean, no. score-settling, and I'd be terrible at the job. My teams would be awful. Because I would not be able – the second I said, hey, uh, Dennis, how does $84 million sound? And your response back to me is, no, I'd like 120. I'd be like, cool. Good luck with good luck for you on that. And then you're coming back to me, hey, can we do some sort of sign-and-trade situation? It helps you. It helps me. You know, remember when I offered you $84 million? Do you remember when you said no to that? There's the door, Dennis. See you later. No, I, I just, but, but, but you, you, you wouldn't say that because the Lakers can actually play this thing to their no, advantage. And I that's, understand. That's why I'd be bad at the job. But Dennis Schroeder is not a good enough player to say no to my $84 million. It would you know, bother I, me to the end of time. No, he, you don't don't want my money fine then you don't get any of it and i'm not helping you ever again here's a reality trev and you know this is up to his agent to figure this out what's the market going to be for him and i'm not saying that it's a perfect science or anything along those lines but he was coming off making 15 a year right 15 a year is what he was making the fact that he was making 15 million a year the lakers were offering him then 21 million a year lakers thought hey we're going to offer you a little bit more money and that's not to say the lakers were going to build around Dennis Schroeder lakers could have gave him the 4 year 84 Schroeder could have signed it lakers could have shipped him out of here in the off season that could have mm -hmm. happened as well so it, it's him wanting to have control of his free agency process but things have changed here um, you know, leverage has completely changed, so we'll see what eventually happens. But I think this obviously works to the Lakers' advantage. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's try another phone call here. Let's go to North Hollywood this time. And Gio, Gio, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Good morning, guys. First, uh, first time caller, long time uh, Laker fan. Cool. I just wanted to say that uh, I like our pickups this season a little bit more than we did last season. Montez Harrell was a good pickup. Dennis Schroeder was a good pickup. Uh, Andre Drummond was a good pickup, but they didn't do anything for us. They had no presence on the on the court. Uh, getting Dwight Howard back is that veteran center presence that we need that we had last year, and I'm glad we picked them up. And one caller called said that he didn't like you know uh, uh, how um, Frank Vogel was coaching. I, I have to disagree with him. Frank Vogel is solid. He's a good coach. Um, 
I'd have to say uh, Dennis Schroeder, like, I wouldn't want him back. I, if, if I could pick anybody up, but if I could get anybody or keep anybody, it would be Caruso over Dennis Schroeder. But I got a question for you guys. If if possible, who well, who would you guys rather get, Carmelo Anthony or DeMar DeRozan? Obviously, you would like to get both of them, but uh, if you could pick one of them, who would it be and why? Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thanks you calling you. in. Um, I don't even know how to answer that one. DeMar DeRozan or Carmelo. If if your question is Carmelo or Danny Green, maybe that's a conversation. You yeah. know, maybe that's more interesting. Um, the is DeMar there a DeRozan, single GM in all 30 NBA cities that would not take DeMar DeRozan over Carmelo? That's 30 for 30, right? If the Lakers ended up – if the Lakers found a way to end up with DeMar DeRozan, which I don't want to get Laker fans excited by any stretch of the imagination because I don't think it's going to happen. You, know, you and I talked about this. How much money would you really give up to come play for the Lakers? That's That's – be an absurd amount for what he's valued in the NBA and what he's actually receiving. So I don't think that's going to happen. But, Trav, if they ended up with DeMar DeRozan, and it, forget next season. Start Teams got to start preparing for the following year because it would be a, a – it would be an instant championship. I know things obviously all going to happen. you got to play out the game. But the, the bigger question is going to be what the Lakers do with, with these last few roster spots. We, we've talked about Patty Mills. We've talked about Carmelo Anthony. And I find a fascination with what's unfolding with Dennis Schroeder and that there is a less and less of a market for him. Yeah, well, what Gio said, you know, I, he likes the deals that they made this year more than the deals that they made last year. And he mentioned Montrezl Harold, Dennis Schroeder, and some other guys along the way. Here, here, here's the truth. I don't know. Nobody knows. Until we see it, you just don't know. You can you can speculate. I like what they've done this year. I like the addition of Dwight Howard a lot. I think the additions of guys like Ariza, Ellington, and Bazemore are the, are the right type of players. Whether they're the right players, we'll find out in November. We'll find out in December, January, February. We'll find out when the playoffs start in April. But you just – those guys, those middle-of-the-pack guys, and I'll put Westbrook in there too. Not that he's a middle-of-the-pack guy, but I think he's a big question mark as well. We can say, oh, if this happens and this guy does that and this guy makes his shots, you just don't know. When they got Montrezl Harrell, I thought it was a good signing. When sure. they went out and got Donish, uh, Dennis Schroeder, I really liked it. Do you remember, Al, when they won the championship against Miami in the bubble last year? We were doing those shows, and I said, I remember saying, as long as you have AD and LeBron, you can you can fill in the rest of the roster, and sure. you're going to be really close to a chance. Well, it turns out that's not true. It, it we, You know, we saw what it looked like when it doesn't work great, and, of course, you had the injuries. That's a big part of it as well. Don't, don't get me wrong. That wasn't the only thing that happened. But until I see these pieces together – it's all speculation. I think that they've made their team better than it was a year ago. But until I see all the pieces together on the floor, we're all just guessing. Uh, unfortunately, last season, maybe it could have worked. Maybe if Anthony Davis didn't get injured, then we'd have saw Dennis Schroeder and Montrez and Andre Drummond and Kyle Kuzma and KCP. All these pieces just start clicking as the playoffs progress. Wasn't meant to be next year. And because they got injured and never really had their full squad, we'll kind of never really know. You know, it's it's a reality. Phoenix won an NBA champ. Phoenix just signed Chris Paul to a four-year, $120 million deal because he helped them get to a championship with Jamal Murray, Kawhi Leonard, and, and Anthony Davis all injured. What a terrible, terrible decision that was. The Lakers coming off a championship, Anthony Davis was injured and retooled their entire team. 
that just kind of shows that, you know, obviously one team is holding on to we made it to the finals. It doesn't matter how we made it there. Let's sign a 36-year-old to a four-year deal. Lakers, one hiccup. They changed the entire roster other than LeBron and Anthony Davis. Let me just throw this out there real quick with Chris Paul's four-year deal worth $120 million, which is just insane. What What is the least likely <clears throat> excuse me the least likely of these scenarios for the phoenix suns coming up yep that they go back to the nba finals that they are an early out in the playoffs or that they miss the playoffs altogether which of those is the least likely outcome they make it back to the nba finals. exactly yeah exactly right they're gonna pay 40 or 30 million dollars a year for a 40 year old point guard enjoy your time with chris paul phoenix it's uh that's one of those deals that i literally when i hit my phone yesterday i laughed out loud it was but, a colossally terrible idea Trav, that's the difference with a franchise like the suns they don't have a choice you know they don't have a choice are you supposed to let chris paul walk and you piss off devin booker and you piss off deandre like i i think i think there's a way to do it where you're still uh you're not careless four years 120 is incredibly careless um and i don't know how chris paul negotiated that let's just put it that way the only thing would be better if they would have made it 10 years 500 million they should have given him that deal that would be even better for the lakers all right um I'm all in on the Rams, Lee. I'm all okay. excited about what I've seen, but uh, happened? something happened yesterday that I'm going to need you to talk me off the ledge. I have uh, I have a little bit of anxiety going on about the Rams all of a sudden. I need you to Not fix. Not talking to off. Next, Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So it literally, from the time that I teased to now the news has gotten worse <laughs> that's how quickly it changed and this is how much worse my anxiety has become what remember yesterday when i was talking about being out at rams camp on saturday and how exciting it was love the vibe s- that it was different five awesome. years ago this is what it was like and look what it's like today a let's go win a super bowl vibe not a hey if that quarterback back there can stop throwing interceptions and fumbling and making the same mistake 68 times a game maybe we have a chance to go to the super bowl it was mm-hmm. Let's go to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford's ready to go. Well, fast forward to yesterday towards the end of practice where he hits his thumb, Matt Stafford, that is, on the helmet of one of his teammates, right? It, it, okay. it happens in football. Quarterback falls through, wraps his thumb on the helmet of a teammate. Now Ian Rappaport just tweeted, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford has a swollen thumb after hitting it on a helmet in practice, but x-rays were negative. The source said he'll likely miss a few days, but nothing major. I hope it's nothing major. I'm going to take the Rams at their word that it's nothing major, that the x-rays were negative. But go try to grip a football with a bad thumb. Go try to throw it the way that Matthew Stafford throws it with a bad thumb. I can know that these guys are tough, and this happens fairly frequently, but this is short of something serious. This is not what I was hoping to hear for the Rams for this guy at this point in camp. He'll be all right. He'll be okay. Trav, I'm, I'm here to tell you, uh, you got to be extra cautious. Obviously, this time of the year, it's not like I, I know it's important for him to be out there. Of course, 
the unfortunate news to start off this season for the Rams was Cam Akers, so mm-hmm. that, that's kind of still on a lot of a lot of people's mind. But the reality is, and and I know we've kind of talked about this, this is what happens in sports. It's the healthiest team. It's the hottest team. That's all that matters. If you start, if you start. I guess worrying right now in August about something like this, he's going to miss a couple of days. I don't want to know what, what you're going to be worried about in week five when something else happens. Well, I'll be more worried is what I will be. Look, here's the thing. Oh, it's nothing. Okay, then why isn't he playing? It's something. It may not be a lot, but if it was nothing, he would be at practice. If it because was, it's August. I, well, if it, if it was nothing, I just, I, I just don't know if we'd be missing practice. It could be something small, but that's different than something nothing. Here's uh, Sean McVay talking about Matthew Stafford's injury yesterday. Probably what you would expect. You know, uh, I, I think he'll be okay. So um, we're, we'll just we'll just see what happens. Those are part, that's part of the game. And uh, you know, the the good thing is is that uh, you know the guys are practicing. They're trying to do everything in, in their power to practice the way that we want. Football is a physical sport, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think everything will be okay there. Look, next man up comes from the NFL, right? Guy drops, they move the drill up 10 yards, and they scoop him up, and they just keep it going. It is the most ruthless, brutal sport that we have here. But you can't just do that with a quarterback, right, especially this particular quarterback on this particular team. I know that John Wolford came in last year and played pretty well in in, in, in spell of Jared Goff when he got his thumb injury along the way. But – If you want to know the formula for where an incredibly positive season can come undone pretty quickly, it's an injury to this particular guy because there is no plan B if Matt Stafford goes down. Yeah, listen, this is – I I think we are obviously ultra cautious about everything that's happening, especially a player that you just – pretty much traded the farm for for uh, for your quarterback position for the Rams. But I I go back to this, and I think – when we talk about the Dodgers, and I think we've said this a lot this season, all right, just get healthy and, and things will kind of play itself out, will kind of take its course. I, I don't see this really all that much different, but I understand the hesitation and how quick you are, Trav, to be concerned. It's the Rams, it's the quarterback, it's the player that everybody keeps talking about that's supposed to be the difference of making it to the Super Bowl. It's a significant difference of what you had at that position before. So it's very natural. I, let me say this. If we're in training camp and Anthony Davis is going to miss a few days, the conversation is going to be a lot different too. People are going to be concerned. They're going to say, oh, gosh, here we go again. So I I get what you're saying in this. Davis is an interesting example because he gets hurt a lot and he misses time a lot. Matthew Stafford's a really durable guy. So so I'm I'm excited about that. But, you know, football, guys are going to get hurt. You heard Sean McVay talk about it, right? That's the way that these things go. But the fact of the matter is – it's not like look, who, who's the best, who's the most important player on the Dodgers. There are probably three or four, right? But just pick one. I'll say Walker Bueller. Okay, Walker Bueller. Mm-hmm. If Walker Bueller got a blister on his finger mm-hmm. and couldn't pitch for a couple of weeks while it healed, it sucks. But it's not the end of the world. You know, you 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 keep it rolling, and you you know, you next guy up, and you throw out Mitch White or whoever else is going to take his spot in the rotation, Tony Gonsolin, whatever. You keep it rolling because he's baseball. It's one of nine guys, and you just yeah. kind of have to figure it out. In football, if the quarterback goes down, the, the ship's dead in the water. That's it. There there is no bringing the next. Uh, the, the backup guy can get you through a day. The guy can maybe get you through one game, maybe a couple if, if he's really ready. But if you have to play any sort – and, again, this is not an injury that's going to keep him out for a long period of time. I'm just saying this is a reminder 
of how tenuous some of this stuff is when it comes to football at that position. The other 10 guys, hey, look, look, you saw it last year. Andrew Whitworth goes down. He might be the second most important guy on that team, and he went down, and Joe Nopum steps in, did a pretty good job. You know, they kept it moving. They kept winning games. You can't do that with the quarterback. I uh, I'm going to I'm going to wait back and continue to say, Trav, everything will be okay. Yeah, anyway, I, you know I, what you sound I, like right now? You sound like me with the Lakers. <laughs> Travis and Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right, LAFC fans, we're giving away tickets to see LAFC and Sporting KC. That's tomorrow night, Bank of California Stadium. Here's how you can win. Call in right now, 877-710-ESPN. That's 877-710-3776. And caller number 8 will win a four-pack of tickets. And I promise you, you will have a fantastic time. Up next, it is the GOAT's birthday. We need to take a second and just appreciate exactly what it is that we're seeing. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Always like new names, Slee. How about this one on Twitter? This is from Jason G. It says, we definitely miss Dwight's athleticism running the floor and shot blocking, not to mention the tenacity. I think that's a great point, too, that – Dwight's a great agitator. Dwight was really good at getting under the skin of other guys. And that was one of the reasons I think that it didn't work so well the first time through because it was a lot of that and a lot of the, the lot less of Dwight being the great player that he was at the time. But the, Dwight's kind of filled that role as the guy that is the agitant. I really think he's excellent at it, and I really think it's something the Lakers need. All right, do you agree with this, that four of the five guys they've got so far are kind of agitators? So Dwight Howard's an agitator. Mm-hmm. Trevor Ariza is an agitator. That's mm-hmm. kind of his style of play. Um, uh, Russell Kent Bazemore will get in your face and kind of play that more aggressive style of basketball. And Russell Westbrook is. So I, I think you had mentioned this to me, and correct me if I'm wrong. I thought you mentioned either in the offseason or during the playoff run, Lakers don't have enough dogs, that they needed more yeah. dogs on the team. Safe to say they address some of that? Oh, no. Look, they got two guys that are high level at that in Dwight and Westbrook. Both of those guys are guys that are not scared. They're they're what's the opposite of non-confrontational? Non-confronta- they're they're very comfortable with a confrontation, physical, verbal or otherwise that they, they will go in and not think twice about it. I think that in, in that regard, the Lakers have checked that box probably more than they need to. But I don't think that there's too much of it. I think that that's a that's a really good fit. All right. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Tom Brady turns 44 today, Slee. Come on now. 44 years old. You ready? I'm going to read you the name of every NFL quarterback that has started a game at the age of 44. Are you ready? Sure. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. assuming we, he gets to the start of this season. Yep. Warren Moon. Mm-hmm. You know what his record was at the age of 44? What was it? 0-1. Steve DeBerg. Do you know what his record was at the age of 44? He was 1-2. Uh, and 0-1. Oh, 0-1. And, oh, and, and then lastly, the guy that's played more games at age 44 than any other quarterback in history until Tom Brady is Vinny Testaverde. Do you know what Vinny Testaverde's record was at 44 years old in the NFL? Testaverde was 2-4. and four, A couple great games. Uh, <laughs> I thought the game against Buffalo was incredibly disappointing. What was his record? 1-2. and two. So the grand total of guys that have played quarterback in the NFL at 44 years old have a combined record of one and four. 
Brady's coming into a season of 44 years old as the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Come on, After man. coming off a season Stop. where he just won the Super Bowl. That's what this guy's doing. Certain things don't register. Certain things I hear them, <laughs> but they don't really do anything uh, inside of my head, and that's one of them. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. It's unbelievable. It's fascinating. It's you know I, I looked at – there was a point where – Tom Brady in his career when he was with the uh, New England Patriots, a lot of times I wanted I wanted them to lose. I, I liked when Tom Brady a lot of lost. Time, but every time. I liked when Tam- Tom Brady lost. And then he went to Tampa, and all of a sudden it was like, you know what, I don't mind watching this story. At his age, you're appreciating it all. And there's certain athletes, that's the case. I'm sure there's a lot of people rooting against Michael Jordan. There's obviously a lot of people that root against LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Um, but that when you put it in perspective like that, that's the company that he's in for quarterbacks at age 44. I'm actually even surprised that there were that many games played of a quarterback at, at age 44. There's not many of them. There's a grand total of four, or I should say five, and four of them have been losses along the way. You mentioned LeBron there a second ago. What's more impressive, playing quarterback in the NFL at the level that Tom Brady is doing it at 44? Now keep in mind, it's not entirely based on athleticism. It's based sure. on intellect and experience and arm strength and these kind of things. But Tom Brady doesn't get hit a lot at this point in his career. Yep. Or doing what LeBron James is doing, going into his 19th season in the NBA, where what LeBron does is still in large part based on his unbelievable athletic prowess as much as it is on his intellect and understanding of the game. Well, also take this, just kind of use it as an example. LeBron left Cleveland, then went to a franchise like the Los Angeles Lakers and brought them back to an NBA championship. Take what Tom Brady did, left the New England Patriots, went to you know Tampa and won a Super Bowl. I actually don't have hesitate on this one. I think, you know, I, I think it, I'm more surprised and shocked and more impressed about what Tom Brady did in Tampa last season than I think it, it to me, it's as impressive as anything else I've seen in sports. LeBron's been to the finals 10 times. Brady, I think has been to the Super Bowl 11, right? So it's, it's a pretty close. LeBron's record is not as, as good as Tom Brady's in the championship. However, LeBron has won championships in three different spots where Tom Brady has, has only, air quotes, won championships in two different spots. It really is. I'm going to be kind of sports dork here for a second. Yeah. It's really kind of remarkable that both of these men are doing what they're doing at the exact same time and we get to enjoy it all. You know the, the that doesn't is? have the, the greatest of all times should not be playing simultaneously at the same time. You know what the difference is and why this conversation can change? LeBron's 36. So if, let's just say LeBron played till he's 40 years old, what can he accomplish between now and then? Who does he end up passing all time and all these other accomplishments that will the come with it? The answer to that is everybody. <laughs> and on top of that, is it? it's not out of the norm that over the next couple of years he can get another championship. I mean, there, there's... The, the weird thing is, is if you compare LeBron and you compare Tom Brady, LeBron's actually a young player compared to Tom Brady. He's 36. <laughs> Spring chicken. He also started his professional career at 18 years old. When he was seven. <laughs> it's, it, it, by the way, and I know that he's still not at this very thinnest slice because yeah. LeBron... Let, let's, can we LeBron be started at Cleveland as a sophomore in high school. <laughs> Let's be, disres- let's be disrespectful to LeBron for a second. At yeah. worst, at worst, mm-hmm. where does he rank in the best players in the NBA? Fourth, fifth, at worst. 
absolute worst fifth. Like yeah, you, okay. you, if if somebody made an argument past fifth, you would say, okay, let's just yeah. not have the conversation. Yeah, we're not having that. Good. Okay, Tom Brady, a quarterback. At worst, he's what? Third? Second? I mean, it's Mahomes. It's Rogers. It's Brady, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's that next guy on the list, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, both of them either over 40 or approaching at 40. And there's another one. Now, he's not still one of the two or three or four or five best guys. Tiger Woods is still out there. Tiger Woods won a major two years ago. He's sure. another one that's on the short list of GOAT. And it's just we it's an embarrassment of riches. And I wonder if we don't get to see a little bit more of this moving forward because of nutrition and technology and training methodology and all these things that where before we were talking, thirty five is old, right? Does 35 not old anymore? Is it now 40? Then until you when did Kareem? How old was Kareem? How old? I think he was 40. Last game. Yeah, I think he was 40. 40. Yeah. And 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 look, with all due respect to Cap, Kareem looked 40 while he was playing. Right. That, that he was still an effective player, but he looked different than the other guys out there. LeBron still looks like he's 19. Minus the hairline. That's the part that doesn't. But his body still looks like a 19. He's got the most unbelievable body in the whole league. It's it's extraordinary. Him and Brady both doing what they do. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. (laughs) All right. Unfortunately, this is wound up in the dump far too often. You ready, Slee? Shohei Otani, the American League Player of the Month for the second straight month. He, uh, He did it. For July as well, June and July, Otani Player of the Month, back-to-back, and it's in the dump. That's where we are with the Angels and with Otani, unfortunately. This has been kind of our theme, right? I mean, look at tonight as a perfect example. Tonight, trade deadline's over. We, we talked about all the moves, all the trades. Now it's the Houston Astros versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's the Giants. Can you continue to keep this lead over the Dodgers? Naturally, Trav, you got to start going to the topics that make sense that are going to kind of carry the bridge to September and, and October. And Otani, unfortunately, is not going to be one of those because of the Angels. It stinks because he's still just an extraordinary talent. I love watching him, but you're going to watch him less moving forward because the team's out of the mix. All right. Trey Young got a five-year rookie max extension worth $207 million. Just real quick, a 22-year-old Alan Sliwa. Here's a check for 207 What are we doing? Going to Sizzler. Uh, I'm going to Sizzler. No hesitation. Steak and shrimp? We getting both? Not there yet. It hasn't. The check hasn't cashed yet. By the way, Shea Gilgis Alexander, yeah, he got five years, hundred and seventy-two million dollars. He's twenty-three years old. Trey Young's twenty-two. What does Luca get? I mean, like Trey Young's really nice. He's really good. But if he's two oh seven, Luca's getting more than that. Luca should get half the team. Twenty-five percent of all Shark Tank profits. Anything Mark Cuban makes, he should be. He should get a cut of. That's incredible. I I would have been really, really awesome with two hundred seven million dollars at twenty-two years old. My friends and I would have had a good time, Slee. We would have shown up in a lot of places unexpectedly. I'll pay for it all. Let's go. That's how. That's how we would roll at twenty-two years old. I have a feeling Trey Young will be a little more responsible. I just split it up, said, fellas, listen, I know a lot of money coming my way, but we still got to all pay. You guys got to earn it. I can't just be handing things out to you. I'd be a more of a, a parent figure. You guys got this tip? I, I'll, I'll get the wine. You guys get the tip. 
that's how it's going to go with Trey Young. All right. Michael Jordan in an interview said that he was asked, you know, do you have any regrets about The Last Dance, the yep. documentary that we were all talking about a year ago uh, right now? And surprisingly, he says the one regret he has is that Luke Longley wasn't in it more. Luke Longley was saying, yeah, I, was, I thought I'd be in it a little more. I guess the explanation, Al, is, is that they didn't have the, the resources to send a team to Australia to, yep. to shoot with Luke Longley, so they only had him in for a little bit. But considering that he basically ruined Scottie Pippen's life and yep. we all got to re-hate Isaiah Thomas again, I found the Luke Longley piece a little surprising. <laughs> Yeah, I was shocked. I, I thought it was maybe going to be Will Perdue. I thought it was going to be one of these other centers that was a part of their franchise. Uh, it wasn't expecting Luke Longley. And, it, you know, one of the things that we took out, this was a year ago, we're watching The Last Dance. The storylines around Pippen, around Dennis Rodman, about Isaiah Thomas. I mean, th- there were a lot of figures that were well-known in the NBA that then were being interviewed. They're on first take. They're all over the media. They're all over the news. Didn't expect Luke Longley to be his... Yeah, this but is what I regret. I regret the, the not getting things, more airtime to Longley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember that Luke Longley was on the team. I remember that he, you know, he played important minutes. He was a part of it for sure. But I, I, I certainly remember the documentary where MJ went out of his way to make Scottie Pippen look like a punk for not getting his, his injury fixed when he was supposed to. I certainly remember him telling lies about not putting Isaiah Thomas on the Olympic team that, that Luke Longley was on that list. Here, here, here's what's so great about it is that yeah. even how many years after Michael Jordan is done playing, we still can't get enough. He, he is still so captivating in our collective imagination that if he starts talking about Luke Longley again, we're all, we're all ears. By the way, the writers and the creators um, probably said to themselves, the director and everybody else said, um, yeah, there's a reason why we're not going to have Luke Longley as a main feature in this thing. We're uh, trying to uh, make sure as many people view it as possible. If you spent an episode or an hour on Luke Longley, that'd be the only time we're sitting back saying, why are we doing this? What, what are we doing? Can we get back to Isaiah Thomas not making the Olympics? Hey, um, tonight's episode, this is going to be the one where you gut Scottie Pippen. You cool? Yeah, that's fine, but where's Luke? That one Luke? works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm okay with that. But, uh, well, you know, we're going to have to send that crew down to uh, Melbourne or wherever Luke is from. Sydney, I don't know. Somewhere in Australia. That's uh, that's how that goes. All right, next one here. Kyrie Irving says that, nah, I'm cool with Nike again. It's all good. I have a feeling that Nike's probably a little less cool with him than he is with them. Well, I, I said this to you when he came out and said, I don't even know about these shoes. I didn't even see the design. I don't like them. These are trash, all that stuff that I thought it would be smart for Nike to actually collaborate with Kyrie Irving on a shoe that they're going to name after him. But at the same token, Kyrie, you want to shoot a call to Nike and maybe have some behind the uh, scenes conversations instead of putting them on blast on social. Let's do this game again. What is more likely that Nike reached out to him and he never responded or that they never decided to get his input on the shoe? What do you think of those those two, which is more likely? Uh, Whatever Kyrie says, I'm in. (laughs) I stick with Kyrie. Uh, yeah, just like the Cavs and the Celtics and then the Nets. Kyrie's my the guy. Nets. Yeah, you, you've got an interesting list of guys. Yeah. You've got uh, Taj Gibson. Just signed a $2.3 million deal, and I know that because <laughs> two different people tweeted me. All right, Podcast. ESPN app or on iTunes. Uh, you could catch the Travis and Sleeve show Monday through Friday. Back with the Wednesday edition of Travis and Sleeve. Tomorrow morning at 8.55, did the Dodgers beat the Ashes? They better, and Kenley, you better do work, my friend.